Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 108. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join the community and share your story to help others better understand grief, how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcasts. I ask this every episode, and here's why. Because in doing so, it will help this podcast reach more and more people like you in need of an insightful grief resource, which can help them navigate their grief journey. And here's a powerful question. As someone who is grieving, do you allow grief into your life? into your day? Perhaps I should be asking if you have ever considered that you can and may want to let grief in. The idea to actively consider this is not necessarily a new one. I'm sure there are counselors and therapists who say these words and offer guidance to this very end, but I've come to an appreciation of this idea. Much more as I've walked this path, and now I've discovered the words that may help you to understand its benefits as well, and I would like to share them in this episode. So stay tuned, it's time to dive into the show. I'd like to begin this discussion with a poem written by Liz Newman. Her writing often speaks to me, as I'm sure you may have noticed through many of my episodes. And when I read or hear something that strikes a chord, I feel it's almost my duty to share it with you all. Because I realize that we are all on a similar path. Foggy at times, so often bumpy, providing us an uncomfortable sense of constantly feeling lost. Especially in the beginning weeks and months with grief. So anytime I can use someone's words and experiences, even my own, to shed light on this path we are on, I will, because I too need clarity in this journey constantly. So here's Liz's poem. When grief first came knocking, I thought I had two choices. I could lock the door, close the blinds, activate alarms, and shut it out. But I still lived in fear of its intrusion, of it finding a way around my security systems, around my defenses. Or I could invite it over for morning coffee. I would set the terms, black out the time, I would get my house in order, and sit beside it, let it say its piece, and send it away as quickly as it came. But grief doesn't care much for schedules, or facades, an unexpected visitor who comes and goes as it pleases. So now I'm learning another way. When grief comes to visit, I leave the door unlocked. Sometimes it frantically storms in. Sometimes it taps quietly on the door, waiting for a response. But I'm learning to let it in, to sit with it, to see it and feel it. 
So now, when grief knocks, I let it in. I let it in. Now, how powerful is that poem? In my opinion, its message is perfect, accurate, and so on point. Just the initial underlying premise here is spot on. Don't ignore your grief. Actually, if I think about it, you truly can't. You will try. I know you will because I've tried myself. But you can't. We can't. So Liz's message here reveals what I'm sure many of you have attempted to do. And for those who have not experienced loss yet except through supporting someone who has, this poem should be very enlightening because it reveals the struggle and thoughts we have when we are first placed upon this path with grief of a lost loved one. And for that, I hope it makes you better understand what your friend might be experiencing and struggling with on a daily basis. Now, this poem then provides a solid suggestion as to how best to live with grief. Leave the door unlocked. I love that. The analogy is, is very clear, and it hits home in many ways because it truly illustrates the process we go through from the beginning to the point when we realize the defenses we put up to block those feelings just don't work. And that includes trying to ignore grief, trying to drown it out with being busy, quote-unquote, especially during this holiday time of year but it just doesn't seem to work. Now, analyzing this poem for me begins with the voice Liz has chosen, which makes its message even more powerful in my opinion, because its voice is the way we think inside our heads about loss when we are faced with that moment when we are all alone. Trust me, I've been there. I myself have had thoughts in the initial days to possibly try to shut it out and lock the doors. But I've also had discussions with myself that I didn't want to live in fear of my grief because I know that's not where I want to be for myself or my family in the first weeks and months going forward, or even longer. It's just not sustainable. Liz strikes a chord when she goes on to suggest we could possibly arrange time for grief and set terms my terms, your terms. But then she slaps us with reality of grief and accurately states, grief doesn't care much for schedules. And I'm aware that this podcast, within every episode, I repeat concepts, ideas, experiences, and anything in between, and I do it constantly. And that's for a specific reason. You see, sometimes we need to hear something multiple times. I think the magic number in marketing is seven. And that's before we act upon whatever we heard. So it's worth repeating that grief doesn't care much for schedules. And if you haven't yet, you will find yourself at the grocery store walking past a favorite dessert of your late mother's and you will tear up instantly. Or you will see families in church gathering their children for a memorable Christmas Eve service, and it will hit you. The memories bring you back to when you and your late wife were doing just that with your children. And you wonder, do they know how lucky they are? Are they taking time to appreciate the moment 
and the memories they are making, and the tears will flow. Some listening may at times wonder how I know this for certain, how I paint a picture with so much detail just to get a point across to you all. Make no mistake, it's because I've been that person, waiting for my family to arrive at church, watching that young family a few pews ahead, settling their children for Mass. And I've had those thoughts. My heart has ached for that memory to be possible again. It's through experience I urge you to understand grief better, to embrace it if you can, and not to make an enemy of it, because it will drag you down. It will wear you out, and it will make you forget all the reasons you have to still be grateful in the face of grieving someone you have lost. And that's why I say, although you may believe that when grief first comes knocking, you think you have two choices, to ignore it, push it away, or to tell it to come back another day, when reality is, that's not how grief works. So please consider my suggestion, consider Liz's words that she so wisely wrote. When grief comes to visit, leave the door unlocked. Sometimes it frantically storms in. Sometimes it taps quietly on the door, waiting for a response. But learn to let it in, to sit with it, to see it and feel it. When grief knocks, let it in. I let it in. Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media. Please share your story and insights on your journey with grief and join our family in helping others on their path. Head on over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. But if you would like a more personal connection with me, I invite you to connect with me via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. Or better yet, why stop there? Give me a call, leave me a voice message, or you can even text me at 262 298 2428. That's 262 298 chat. Lastly, help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I've provided you a leave a review button over at journeytograteful.com. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing that you can do today for someone else, and I thank you. Today I've chosen a quote I've discovered which was written by Buddha. For me, this is one of the most important concepts I try to live by, and I really wish, I really, really wish more people would understand before they lose someone. Buddha writes, the trouble is, you think you have time. Now may I ask 
something of you, that this holiday season and every day before and past, you live this quote inside your heart. Don't find yourself tomorrow wishing, I want to go back to a time before it was too late. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.